0: Hold up, son. Hi everyone, welcome to Space Pope Reviews, episode 4. My name is Vince, or as some people call me, the Space Pope. This is my show where I critique SoundCloud, Twitter, and other social media struggle rappers with the hope of helping them level up and get better. If you want me to review your project, Please email me at g-u-g-l-0003 at gmail.com. So, my bona fides are besides being an asshole and a troll on the internet, I was a SoundCloud struggle rapper for about five years and I got basically nowhere with it. It taught me a whole lot about what not to do as a rapper. I've also been an amateur music critic, weird music fan for basically a decade. And that taught me a lot about the music industry. I'm trying to crack into the music industry still. And if you listen to my podcast, hopefully you will learn from my mistakes as a rapper, as a music industry weirdo. And hopefully you'll get in quicker than I did because it's taking me fucking forever. This episode is going up on my old SoundCloud, just like every other episode. So you can hear my rapping skills. And what I did wrong, what I did right, and critique me, make fun of me, it's all good. Yeah, let's get into the episode. Today's episode is not a submission, it's something I found through Twitter. It's an artist named Red vale, and I'm going to be reviewing his project, Niagara. Red vale is a 16-year-old artist from Maryland who writes, records, and I think produces and engineers his own music. I heard about him because he got into a beef, quote unquote, with music reviewer Anthony Fantano, and Fantano was kind of disrespecting him, and he clapped back, and he got a a bunch of attention because of it, including myself, and yeah, so I was expecting amateur hour shit, because, you know, you hear a 16-year-old self-produced, self-recorded, you know, how good could it possibly be? I'm here to tell you, this is not just good for a 16-year-old. This is good for a 25-year-old, for a 35-year-old. This is a good album It's fun to listen to. This is something I would expect to hear on, like, an independent record label or something. Red vale is a great rapper. I would say his flow is, like, the thing as a rapper that really draws him to me. It's, like... Heavily influenced by odd future artists. There's a lot of Earl Sweatshirt, a little bit of Tyler the creator in there. But I feel like Red he's going to develop his own flows four or five years down the road and be a beast. I just recently heard a snippet of Future flowing on a tape like from 20 years ago or something. And he sounded just like Andre 3000. And now Future doesn't sound anything like Andre 3000. So artists evolve and stuff like that and yeah Red is already has a great flow period he's got great rhyme schemes they're pretty complex and it's not word salad that's another thing that I feel like is really strong your lyrics are mature beyond your years I would expect this kind of stuff from somebody who's you know in their early to mid-20s there's lots of lots of political talk lots of emotional talk, you got doubles, you got punchlines. It's well-rounded and you're going to get stronger and stronger as you go along and as you practice and you're going to be a beast with the lyrics and a beast with the flow. The beats are really good. Lots of amateur producer/rappers either, you know, they stay in one bag and all their beats kind of sound the same or they haven't really developed their own sound yet and you get like a mishmash of random sounds and stuff red veil is exploring a bunch of sonic textures but he's also staying in a bag and keeping it cohesive and it's all sounds like it belongs on the album the 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 sound is kind of cool too it's like some soul sample stuff but there's like trap drums and 808s and it's it's like you know it's not mind-blowing but it's Definitely, if a 16-year-old is producing it, I'm I'm amazed at that. And I also feel like the mixing on the record, like the, the audio production, is keeping it cohesive as well. In fact, I think that's where the record really excels. And whoever mixed this record had a real vision for it. Red Veil vale, Man, if you did this yourself, you need to get a portfolio. You need to go down to your local recording studio and start working as a production assistant because you really know what you're doing. Niagara has like a grimy kind of amateur feel, but there's lots of personality behind it. I really listen to a lot of like punk music and weird trap that has, you know, a definite sound and feel to it. So this kind of appeals to me, like... The 808s are in the red sometimes, there's some samples that are kind of louder than they should be, but it really only adds to the atmosphere of the whole recording. It reminds me, not entirely sonically, but a little bit in the ethos of it, of like, the Mob Deep record, The Infamous. Like, the Mob Deep record sounds like you can hear the weed smoke and the dirty couches and the empty soda cans and like dudes scratching on pieces of paper. You know what I mean? And you can hear, just hear that on the recording. It sounds so grimy and just like of what it is. And the Niagara record doesn't sound much like the infamous sonically, but it has that same sort of quality where I can like hear the room. Um, like a lot of the amateur stuff I've listened to for reviewing sounds kind of sterile and boring. Like, you know, people didn't put any thought into the mix at all. They just got there engineering school friend who got c's at school to uh, record it and didn't really you know put a ton of effort into it or they just recorded it themselves and didn't know what they were doing for example one thing that stands out about this Redvale project is that the features are eq'd to sound like Redvale's vocals so a lot of amateur and even in these times some professional rap recordings it sounds like the feature is recorded in a different studio than the actual artist's vocals and on the red bill record it sounds like there was a conscious effort to eq them and make it all sound cohesive and that takes a lot of time and you know that's one of the reasons why mixing is so important if you're not doing it yourself if you're getting a friend or paying someone to do it you should challenge both yourself and the producer To really find a sound, like think of other records that you enjoy and kind of mimic that or stuff like that. If you're home recording, you should ideally get an XLR condenser mic and a good DAW. You don't need that to have a thoughtful, compelling mix, though. Like some of the best mixes I ever did were on Audacity, um, which is a free program. And it's really not as comprehensive as Ableton or Logic or anything like that. You just have to, you know, put some thought into it and you'll get a better result, you know? Make sure your mic is placed in the right spot. Make sure, you know, you're consistent with the volumes of the different tracks. Make sure you're EQing it to sound good in the mix. And, you know, mixing should take longer than it does to record the song, for sure. The Red Veil record is so well thought out. That's the big takeaway for me. Every second of this project seems like it was combed over and every decision on the record sounds like it was a conscious decision, which is really rare for, I mean, even professional rappers. Like, this is a a well thought out project. One thing I was going to speak about, I thought there could be a teachable moment in here, but I don't really think it's my place to comment on directly, is the uh, Fantano Beef You know, Red Veil, I'm not going to tell you how to do your thing. It seems like, like I said, not my place. But just in general, if you're listening to this, it worked for Red Veil. He got a ton of attention by that. But I also follow this band called Self-Defense Family. And their singer is a bit of an outspoken dude. He has his own blog. He's on social media all the time. He's got podcasts he does. And, you know critics really get their butts hurt when you kind of blow back at them. Like this self-defense family guy, Pitchfork won't write about him. NPR won't write about him. And, you know, the goal of the band isn't to be huge or anything. So it's not the end of the world, but it's just something to keep in mind. Like the music industry is a relationship business. And if you burn bridges, it's really hard to come back from that. But, you know, at the same time, if somebody's being disrespectful to you, you can't just let them walk all over you just because they're, you know, the big hot music critic or anything like that. So, you know, not speaking of Red Bill situation directly, just something we could glean from that. Yeah, so everyone listening at home, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, give me a follow on Twitter or on SoundCloud. I'm going to have this up on Spotify and Apple Music soon, so you can listen there. Give me comments, some likes, some feedback. I've been getting a ton of great feedback. And now I'm just working to get my numbers up. So that's really what's important in life, right? Uh, Follows, shares, and streaming numbers. So uh, yeah, help me out. If you want me to review your project, like I said at the top, gugl0003 at gmail.com. I'm going to review my homie Bishrob next week, and I will see you guys then. Thanks a lot for listening. Goodbye.